Episode starts with us giggling like little girls that just got caught talking in the middle of the night when we're supposed to be asleep. <laughs> well, the giggles are just going to continue because we're both drinking wine right now. Yeah, so. like I'm already like I'm drinking out of this big fat like chalice type wine, and Selena's drinking out of a Halloween themed. <laughs> so we're kind of living our best lives. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. Um, ha- happy to be here. Good to see you. You too. I'm loving these little space bones you got going on. <laughs> Thanks. My hair is just so overgrown that this yeah. is the only style that works for me right now until I, I shave the sides. <laughs> so yeah, Super I think it's kind of cute. I feel like um a Teddy Graham. Aww. Graham cracker. <laughs> I, it's funny that you went with Teddy Graham of all things that you could go with. You're like, Teddy Graham. Okay. That's just like what popped into my mind. Because like right now the lighting is like golden brown and I'm just like, oh, I look like a little yeah. Teddy Graham. <laughs> Did you have like a specific flavor that you liked? Because I know they had like the chocolate ones, the normal ones. I always liked the classic, but I think the chocolate were my favorite. And I don't know if I'm like making this up, but I feel like they had a cookies and cream one at one point. I think they did too, because that was the third option I was going to say, but I was like, I don't fucking know if they had that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's just something I wanted subconsciously or actually existed, (laughs) but if if, either way, that's my favorite one. That's the Mm -hmm. one for me. So we were just talking about Euphoria before we started recording. And it's a phenomenal show. Oh phenomenal. My God, I love it. It yeah. is so it's so like relevant. Like even if yeah. you don't experience exactly what they're going through, like you know somebody who has gone through exactly. these things. It's so wild. It's such a it reminds me of these two shows. I want to say like it reminds me of Glee and um oh 13 Reasons Why. Like Oh yeah, together. yeah, yeah, with a little bit of Heather's sprinkled in there. Definitely Heather's in there for yeah. sure. Just like with the amount of chaos, Heather's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was reading this thing that in the first season, there's this scene where you're in like a guy's locker room, and there's so many fucking dicks, and apparently it like broke the record for most dicks on screen at the same time. And what I wanted to say to you when we were talking earlier is like, I love Euphoria because it's equal amount, equal amounts dick to tits. And I think that is something that we lack in society so much because the amount of tits and vagina and like straight up ass I've seen on a woman, which is no shame in the game. Like I love women's bodies just as much as I love men's, but it's like, I feel like women are sexualized 20 times more. So it's kind of nice to just see a dick every now and then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's something about it where I'm like, oh shit, that's a penis. Yeah. I mean, I think it's exactly that point you just brought up where it's like women are constantly objectified. And when you see like tits on screen, everybody is like, ooh, and they can't handle it. Boobies. But like seeing this whole locker room scene with just like flaccid dicks walking by, Mm -hmm. you're like, fuck yeah. It's kind of like taking back our, a bit of our power and showing them be very vulnerable which is like not mm-hmm. something we typically see especially in like uh teenage movie uh, yeah. tv shows yeah in the second season it doesn't ruin anything but there's a scene where you see a guy like sit on a toilet to take a shit and his dick and balls are just out <laughs> and I'm like whoa <laughs> like what is happening but it's like in your face and i'm like this is so insane like to think yeah. That, like, it was just tits, and then it went on to, like, tits and badge, and now it's, like, dicks everywhere. And it's just nice. I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, what a fucking phenomenal show. It's so funny, because, like, I had never... I I saw, like, a couple of previews for it here and there. Um, Not, like, actual full-on trailers, but just, like, I would see posters and stuff on social media. And I was like all right, whatever. And I saw um, the TikToks of people like putting glitter under their eyes. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like, what is this? Like a spacey show? Like, yeah. what, what is it? And so I just like decided to cave uh, right before Christmas. And I just like binged the entire nice. first season. Um, and I fucking love it. I loved it. It's and so I, I know I want to rewatch it with Ryan so he can, I want to see his reaction like while he's watching it. Yeah. 
it's just so relevant and so relatable. Yeah. I mean, literally the only reason I watched it is because the shop I was working at mm-hmm. did like a small part of it. So my ex at the time, who, you know, uh, was like, <laughs> we have to watch this because the shop worked on it. And I'm like, okay, God, we don't have to watch every single fucking thing that they work on. Yeah. But we watched it. I'm glad we did because it's phenomenal. It's just so good. What did they do for it? Um, I think the scene where it's like baby Zendaya, like in the womb, that baby uh-huh. in the womb scene. Oh, so they okay. made the womb. It wasn't digital. It, yeah. like, they made the womb and they put the baby in there and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a really cool. Oh, man, we can't say too much without like giving it away. But yeah, yeah. that was a really cool moment. Some of the prosthetics in the second season. So when you mm-hmm. see it, you'll be like, oh, shit, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm glad you got to work on a really cool show it's... oh i didn't work on it but i was just like at the shop that worked on it oh well yeah it's like you know what i mean <laughs> worked on it by proxy i was I there yeah exactly there. <laughs> i was around mm-hmm. so i think i want to get into a topic that kind of crosses over into like what you and ryan do okay. not in like the the poly world but in the horror world because i've had this discussion with a lot of people uh-huh. And I want to get your opinion on women in horror and the sexualization of women in horror movies, and I want to hear your opinion on it. What do you mean? I feel like that's such a... So I feel like a lot of, and I've heard this from a lot of other women, where they're like, horror movies are disgusting, it's all about tits, and then the woman has to die and all this shit, and like they're so yeah. objectified. But then horror, as a genre, also usually has the final girl. So I'm curious to see if you think horror being related to the final girl cancels out the amount of tits and death that occurs towards women. Or if you um, find like there's a little bit too much gore and it's, it is objectifying towards women, or if you think it's progressed into something completely different from like back in the eighties. I want to say like it's progressed in the way of the dialogue has gotten mm-hmm. a lot more, uh, I would say, all gender friendly, not Ooh, okay. all gender inclusive necessarily. Mm-hmm. Cause you do get the occasional, like um, whether it's like, Oh, we'll write in this racist uncle. Who's like, what are you guys, a couple of fags or something? You're like, why yeah. is that still a necessary thing to include? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. why did we need to like write this character in this? I feel like there's always a staple, like a good example is um, Cabin in the Woods, which is a mm-hmm. movie I fucking love. And literally, the Cabin in the Woods is the whole makeup of a horror movie where you have yeah. a job, you have, like, a whore. I'm doing air quotes because there's no fuck, there's no fucking such thing as a whore, okay? We all just like <laughs> to fuck. Yeah. And then there's, like, the virgin and the stoner and the smart person. And they, like, really play on that. But then there's a whole... If you haven't seen the movie, it's a really great horror movie, and I highly suggest it, because I've seen it probably a dozen times. I think it's my most watched horror movie. But I feel like there are such staple characters in horror that if you make a good horror movie, you think you have to keep to these archetypes yeah, to make it successful, which I don't think you have to do anymore. Yeah, But I think a lot of it is, like, you have, like, the promiscuous woman mm-hmm. that gets killed because she had sex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or the like the slutty like best friend who you're like, oh, she's obviously dying first, and yeah. Or if you have somebody that's like the Sydney Prescott type, where she almost does too much, but you know shows very little and is uh, seemingly like uh, obviously like a very attractive woman, but kind of like uh, not that she like hides her uh, sexuality, but like. She's not wearing like short dresses, you know, whereas yeah. like her, all her friends and, and around her, like in these very like skimpy outfits and stuff. And it's Yeah, because I feel like when you say that, it gives me the feeling of when it comes to her, you have the whore that's supposed to die and yeah. then you have the good girl that becomes the final girl. Yeah. And it's like such a societal thing where it's like you're either a whore or you're a really good girl you're either somebody that nobody wants or you're somebody that everybody wants like in the sense of the killer where the killer's like i'm done with you i'm gonna go try and hunt down this girl because she's 20 times more important than you yeah you know yeah i mean i it's it's definitely something like i thought about a lot about how just the way women are portrayed in horror movies it's it's kind of cliche it's a lot of this it's a lot of the same stuff and it's a lot of like uh you already anticipate or expect things to happen um 
I don't re- I don't remember if this already exists because like sometimes I'll think of like ideas and movies and stuff and I'm like, oh hey Ryan, this will be a great idea for a movie. And he's like, yeah, it already exists. But <laughs> so I don't remember if he ended up telling me if this exists or not. But I remember telling him, I was like, oh, it would be really cool to have um a movie like all about just really hot, sexy women. Maybe they're all just like strippers or prostitutes, but then at night they're like vampires and they like go out and kill. They just kill oh, all yeah. these like fucking dudes you know girl i had the exact same fucking idea as you and i feel like we produce this together because when you hear my idea you're gonna be like holy shit we've literally had the same thought but i feel like it's it's almost so obvious that i'm like it might already exist but i mean who's to say like we can't we can do another version of it we can do it slightly because i know in um uh what the fuck is it called uh trick or treat there's Mm -hmm. like the sense of that Oh, yeah, with the witches. Yeah, but I think it'd be so fucking wait. funny to do, or they're werewolves. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, there's yeah. like a, yeah, because it's a mislead. It's like you think they're yeah. witches, and then they end up being werewolves, and you're like, ooh, yeah. double twist. Yeah, that was so really I think, good. Maybe that's where I got my idea from, because I had the idea of, like, to set the scene, mm-hmm. you have a new girl that's just starting out at the strip club. Yeah. And she goes in for her, like, first or second shift, and it's on a full moon. And, like, everything's normal. And then all of a sudden, all these women in the strip club, all the strippers start transforming into wolves. <laughs> and they kill the shit out of all the men. Yeah. And then finally, she's like, what the fuck's going on? And she's trying to survive throughout the night when it turns out all the girls are like, oh, honey, you're new. You're not synced up with us yet. As, like, a period <laughs> joke. Oh, I love it. Be- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Just and that's cool. what I mean. Like, I wish there was more... I wish there was more stuff like that. Maybe we mm-hmm. have to create it for it in order for it to, to exist. I'll, I'll fucking do the yeah. hair. I got that. And I'll do a stripper, goddammit. Yeah. I really like the idea of this uh, stripper bar being like all-inclusive of creatures. So it's not just vampires. It's like That's vampires, fun. werewolves, uh, you know, like succubus, like all these like different- here to feed on the men. Yeah, That's exactly. So oh my God. <laughs> Just like a creature so of the good. night bar. Yeah. That'd be so hot. I'm just I saying this to our audience. If you guys steal this from us, we will hunt <laughs> you down and I will spit in your face and you won't like it. Yeah. That is you, all. But you can be investors and collab with us and send us money and exactly. we'll make this shit happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, going back to like what we do see already in film and TV, it's like, it's it's the same shit that we've always seen you know and i think yeah. with the with the big push of like the feminist movement and just like women and non- non-binary people speaking out in general and just coming yeah. into their own now we're seeing a lot a big change in in film and tv and specifically in horror movies like i feel like i feel like horror movies are actually or horror in general is like one of the biggest genres that's just like embraced the change and kind of just i like, agree yeah. you know um there i was rewatching tragedy girls the other day i fucking love that i love that movie (laughs) i love the soundtrack i've seen that movie however many times because my ex worked on it so like we went to the premiere and all that shit yeah but holy fuck is that movie a staple of women in horror that is like a well like that should be one of the major ones that people reference when they're like oh but what about this movie it's you know? so good and mm-hmm. i mean i haven't seen anything like that before maybe there's something already like that that exists out there and that's where they got the idea from i don't know but it yeah. is my first time seeing anything like that and like just the even in the beginning when it's showing you this like you know cliche horror movie scene where it's a guy and a girl in a car making out Mm -hmm. and you're like all right you see the killer you know what's gonna happen you know that you know the girl's gonna get killed the guy's gonna run away or vice versa the guy gets killed the girl runs away but then it just fucking flips and does a 180 and yep and these fucking girls end up being like these badass nutcase (laughs) best friends and you're just like I love them, but they're crazy, but also I, I know. love it's them. Like, I'm afraid of you, yeah. but I want to see you. Yes. Kind of and that cast is like such a powerhouse of people. Oh, yeah. And when I was at the uh, premiere, the director was talking and somebody asked him, they're like, why do you do such like feminist forward movies? Because he has another movie that's like very woman based. 
And he's like, I don't know. They just make better characters. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you fucking right they do. <sighs> so, but it's, that is a great movie to reference. Holy shit. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. I mean, I feel like because females are a lot more complex and especially mm-hmm. than writers typically give us credit for, you know, they write the, they write the same shit for us. They write us arguing over a boy or mm-hmm. it's all, everything always revolves around men. Like either yeah. we have daddy issues or, you know, we're, engaged to this guy but we love this other guy or Mm -hmm. we're secretly fucking our best friend's boyfriend it's just like it's just obvious stupid shit that there could be so much more and it could be so much more creative and uh, a film like tragedy girls is just like you know case in point right there that you can give these two not not let alone you know not, not even just like one woman you get these two leads this role as these like psycho killers in this movie and mm-hmm. it's fucking phenomenal and the writing is so good and relevant yeah and like the comedy behind it too yeah. like the comedy in that movie is fantastic and like it just makes me realize when i used to go and see horror movies especially these slashers where you see like women's tits and shit mm-hmm. there were probably so many grimy guys in the theater that had a boner that i did not want to be a part of yeah you know, yeah. like just to have them surrounding you being like, oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Like when I think back on it, it freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, that's too many boners for me. It yeah. feels like euphoria. Yeah, it's tough for me to watch some movies sometimes, like especially some of my favorite ones because they are so degrading of women. And yeah, like I have mixed feelings about Castle Freak because it's like <laughs> it's super mm-hmm. fucking degrading, but also it's really hot to me at the same time. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's not a really good example. I just like, I love talking about Castle Freak. So <laughs> any, any excuse I get to bring up Castle Freak. Um, no, but I guess like, you know, I guess maybe, well, every horror movie that. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's, it's like all of them. They all do the same shit. Um. I mean, I, do, I did appreciate Wes Craven trying to be, and John Carpenter, trying to be more um, yeah. inclusive of women and, and giving women these, like, final girl and mm-hmm. leading roles, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like even in the newer Halloweens, like, even though the newer Halloweens aren't as good as the first one, oh, yeah. it definitely passes on the feeling of, like, all right, this is all women it keeps going and that's kind of nice that they sort of paid homage to it even with the scream movies i haven't seen the new scream yet and i am so excited too but it's like sydney prescott i think sydney prescott is honestly the number one final girl i think she's way better than jamie lee curtis is character yeah she's pretty badass considering like everything that she that character has gone through and yeah, and she has persevered. a semi-normal life compared yeah. to Jamie Lee Curtis's character because I feel like she just fucking snapped. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, especially in this last one. I mean, I feel like this last Halloween was just a throwaway because, <laughs> oh my god, like the whole time everybody was just chanting, evil dies tonight. And I know, just like... I went and I saw it with, you know Rachel and Nora, right? Yeah, yeah. I went and I saw it with them and like halfway through the movie, we're just laughing. We're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. It felt like we stormed the Capitol. That's what it felt like. And I was like, I don't want to be here. It was just so ridiculous. I mean, luckily we didn't see it in theaters. We waited. We purposely waited and we were like, we'll just rent it at home. And and that's what we did. And I was like, I'm glad we didn't go out because it's exactly what I expected it to be. Very underwhelming. And it felt like just like, fan service and a throwaway film although the kills were fun there were some there pretty... were some really cool ones in there yeah yeah the kills were fun the fucking writing was awful and just yeah. it, it was a mess there were um... some weird moments there were some really <laughs> weird moments the one where the black guy gets stabbed in the eye though those were my eyelashes and brow hey Woo! i love that's that. pretty much all i went to see as i was like i worked on it yeah. so i might as well go see it yeah but... i love that that's so awesome getting to see your work on screen it's very rare i will say because like in the industry which they don't really tell you this when you go into it is like you'll spend 40 hours of pure anxiety working on something and like killing yourself over it yeah and then it'll get about like a second of screen time or it just (laughs) won't get used at all yeah so like i remember i worked on something for american horror story and i don't even think they used it and i was just like okay, I'm so glad I gave myself three <laughs> panic attacks that week. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fucking done. Like, yeah. it kind of broke 
you a little bit. It's so, it's such a weird thing, like, especially when you're doing, like, on-set makeup, and you don't want to overwhelm the director or any, and anybody, really, with, like, questions, but sometimes you need to know, like, how things are going to be shot, so you know, like, what makeup you're applying. For example, like, I deal with this with Elwood a lot, where... Um, I mean, when we're like on set, he's pretty good about like what makeup he wants and how he wants things to look, but we'll yeah. ask him things like, like when we did, I don't want to, I don't want to put the, <laughs> the film on blast. Cause I don't want anybody to like go and try to find this. But when we did, um, one of the makeups for him, I, I was like, Hey, is, are the actor's legs going to be shown in this? Cause we need to know if we're painting them corpse like or not. And yeah. he was like, no, they were not showing the legs. And sure enough. There's like, they were <laughs> it's the only part like of the body that we did not paint. And you see it for like, I mean, you know, the audience sees it for like a split second, maybe a second. But when most. you work on it, you yep. know. Yes, because yeah. like I can immediately spot like the discoloration between like the natural skin and the makeup. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh God, like you should have told me. No, I feel you. I totally <laughs> get it. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Holy shit. Do I understand that? Ooh. All right. What other questions do I have? Because I just, I think I'm interested in how society has changed on how they portray women. And I think horror movies is probably one of the biggest examples that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, other than like the cliche chick flicks that like most of them aren't even written by chicks. They're written by like guys. (laughs) And you're like, what? Like, you know what? I will say this about reality TV. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, way back in the day when I was a teenager, reality TV was, like, women against women. And, like, I hate that bitch and I'll fight that bitch. Oh, yeah. But now when I watch it now, it's like, well, her feelings are valid. And I don't want to upset her because I do see her as a friend and I respect her. And, like, they respect each other. And, like, the girls are closer than they are with the guys half the time. And I'm like, this is beautiful. Like, this is right. What shows are you watching that they're so inclusive? Um, I think I watched on love island there's a good few episodes i don't remember what season but it's like love island uk and there are a few there's one season where all the girls are really close and like completely validate each mm-hmm. other's feelings and they have like legitimate discussions and it's like really nice can you explain love island to me because like i hear people talking about it a lot and i feel like i want to get into it but at the same time i'm like is it so stupid that i'm gonna hate it or is it gonna be like how I felt about 90 Day Fiance. And because I was like, that is so stupid. And then now I cannot get enough of that show. I think it'll be sort of close to how you feel about 90 Day Fiance, but easier to binge uh-huh. because you can background noise that one a little bit more than 90 Day Fiance, if that makes sense. Well, how so though? Are, like, what is it? Are they doing challenges? Or so they- it's just a bunch of like young hot people uh-huh. that purposely want to date. Like, they legitimately want relationships. Uh-huh. So they start out with like one group, and then they they like they have an opportunity to match up with each other at the very beginning. They do like a matchup ceremony, and then they'll slowly introduce new people. And they keep redoing matching ceremonies to be like, oh, no, this is my couple. Oh, no, I changed my mind. This is my couple. And they give them the opportunity to, like, switch around a little bit. So you're literally just watching these people, like, these hot-ass people all date each other on an island for, like, a month or so. Oh, my God. And there's, like, fun little challenges and shit. And it's just so addicting. I've always loved reality TV because I think – I think it's because I wasn't allowed it as a teenager. So yeah. now that I'm old and I can do whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> I'm like, yes. So that's what I like. What was the first uh, few like reality TV shows that you watched growing up? Um, I would secretly watch, um, not True Life. What the fuck is that one called? Uh, it's when they all live in a house together. Real World. I used to watch Real World when my mom wasn't around, <laughs> and then. Um, when I was on my own a little bit more, or like I would go to a friend's house, we would watch Jersey Shore, which I still love Jersey Shore. I love it. It's such trash. And oh my God. so good. I'm in love with Polly D either way. (laughs) (laughs) I think Polly D and what's the, the little, the, like the youngest boy. Snooki. Oh, the youngest boy, Vinny. Vinny. I think the two of them felt like the most 
real Real? life people you know the other ones were like so extra i mean jenny i guess was kind of herself all the time too like she was just like a bitch and you could tell that she had been through shit and she was not gonna be fucked with and i respect that because (laughs) everybody was like you remind me of jwow and i'm like it's because i just have the biggest tits in the grave (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh god i loved i yeah i binged that whole I didn't watch it when it was, like, new and everybody was watching it. I waited, like, three years after, like, the hype oh, okay. <laughs> died down, and then I, like, binged yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Yeah. I used to have watching parties with my friends. Oh, we that's We would all, like, fun. gather together and, like, put on orange faces oh, and I watch love that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. I didn't have friends to do stuff like that with. <laughs> I mean, I'm friends with, like, one of them now, mm-hmm. so don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I love yeah. the idea of that. Maybe I like I love that more now than I would have when I was younger because I was just worried about like... I like, like it now that I can drink a bottle of wine and it'd be acceptable. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I love reality TV. I think like for a while I was like embarrassed to admit that I loved it. And especially like in my 20s. But as, mm-hmm. I'm, like, as I'm like in my 30s now, I just like I need something to completely just shut my brain off and just yeah, like... That's and, that, what it and is. that's what it is. And that's why it's so mm-hmm. perfect and like because I can just like watch, I, I don't like partaking in drama. Everybody says that, but everybody loves to watch drama, right? So You truly do not like drama though. I know you well enough to know that when you have to deal with drama, you're like, I'm fucking done. I just check like, out. You absorb all the information, but you're like, I'm fucking out of here. Bye guys. Yeah, but I love to watch it. And so like, yeah. that's why I, I love to just be able to just like, turn my shut my brain off and just like watch this fucking train wreck and then when it's over i just like all right and i go back to sculpting or drawing or like whatever email blast i have to do for the day yeah (laughs) but otherwise like it you know anything else i'm doing like i cannot shut my work brain off and that that Mm -hmm. seems to be the only thing is like watching a train wreck on tv (laughs) helps me just relax no i totally understand because i get committed to everything else like when i can just like zoink out to other people's drama i'm like yes sis tell me all about it give me this one-on-one interviews let me know yeah and i just fucking so so i have something off topic and kind of um juicy and maybe kind of interesting i can talk to you about i'm ready (laughs) so i might go on my first date um (gasps) with a man Oh, yeah. whoa, this, I did not expect that part. <laughs> With a man. Which part? The date or the man part? The man part? I was like, who is she? I know. I'm just like, ugh, I guess. Let me explain. All right. So this guy that started out as one of my uh, Little Shop of Gore customers, and oh, okay. he's been like following me for a while, but I, I think we have met like in passing at com- at conventions and stuff, but like. I don't really remember meeting him because I meet so many people at all the cons. Um, so I met him in person recently at one of the past events that we did uh, officially. And I was like, okay, I'm going to remember him this time because I'm actually meeting him. But he, we'd been talking a little bit, just like his friends back and forth on um, Instagram. And then he was one of the ones I had redirected to my OF for a while because I was like, I don't know if I want to have these conversations with you on my Instagram because I'm not trying to like meet people and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to like set, put those boundaries in place and just like protect myself and also like not lead anybody on. So, so nothing was misconstrued. I was like, if you're going to talk to me like this, you got to go to my Instagram or not my, not my Instagram. <laughs> you got to go to my OnlyFans. Instagram nice. is for friendships. Only, the <laughs> yeah only fans is for sexy talk and sexy stuffs um but it turns out that he actually wants to get me a little wants to get to know me a little more than just like seeing my tits or being just Aww. my friend i mean i don't blame him because you're amazing <laughs> but uh, thank you <laughs> but <laughs> i just like i don't know how like there it's nothing against this person at all I just mm-hmm. don't know that I'm in the right headspace to date anybody right now. Um, gotcha. And so, like, I was kind of going back and forth about it, and I was like, well, I should just talk to Ryan about it, because that's right there going to be, you know, the biggest um, deciding factor, whether I say yes to, like, a luncheon with him or mm-hmm. whatever. 
Um, and so I talked to Ryan about it and he was like, I think you should go. And I think you should go because it'll be good for you to socially just like start doing this again and getting yeah. to know people in general and being good for yourself to not cancel plans and to follow through with plans because I tend to do that a lot. And I know you do that a lot because you and I are like really anxious people. Yeah. Um, and we just don't, we just don't like to deal with those feelings. So we're just like, nope, we're just going to cancel yeah. the plans or like not do no, this I thing today. Um, <laughs> but so I was like, he's right. I mean, it would be good to practice my social skills um, on somebody that I'm not trying to like engage in a relationship with. And I don't have to pretend to be somebody I'm not. I can just genuinely show up and be myself and, mm-hmm. you know, just be like, this is who I am and get to know this person. And maybe they're interesting. Maybe we end up being friends. Maybe we end up being something more. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm just trying to like get past the feeling of, I don't even know how to describe it the way I feel right now. I guess the way I look and the way I feel right now, yeah. where I'm just like, ugh, like, I don't know if I want to do this. Cause I know, yeah. I know it would ultimately be good for me. It's going to be a total mm-hmm. ego booster. It's going to be nice to just like engage in a conversation with somebody and get to know somebody new. I just, I think like a lot of it, a lot of my reservations come from like just being in this pandemic and being absolutely, you know? And yeah. so it's just like, it's weird for me. And on top of it, like, I don't know that I'm all that interested in men anymore, but I guess that's also a bad way to look at this. Cause I shouldn't be like going into it as like, I'm going to meet somebody I'm interested in. It should be just like, I'm going to meet a person that I find interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Ryan's right. And I will say props to Ryan, because I feel like I hear about a lot of, obviously not you guys, but I hear about a lot of poly relationships Mm -hmm. or polysexual people where when they're in a relationship, say like the guy is like, okay, we can be poly, but you can only sleep with chicks. And I think that's like such a fucked up way to go about it. It's like, no, if your partner is bi, they should be allowed, or even like pansexual, they should be allowed to explore all of those things in the yeah, same totally. way that you're allowed. Um, second of all, I think he is right in saying that you should do it just because, and I had this with Kevin, who I am now obsessed with, because I literally almost canceled on him day of. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm just not fucking feeling it. Like, I had just gained a little bit of weight, too. So, like, I wasn't feeling, like, I was. I just wasn't feeling hot. Like, I wasn't feeling like a bad bitch. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I did it. And I think whatever force is out there every day that I did, because it worked out for me. But, like, even if it doesn't, like, it's as simple as being like, hey, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. And I think, like you're such a mature person and you're so good at communicating things to people that I really don't see this guy being like, well, how fucking dare you? <laughs> I think he'll just like respect it for what it is. Yeah. If he's already like signed on to your OF and like he's listened to the ways that you've sort of told him to go about yeah. it, I think he'll respect the ultimate decision. Yeah, totally. I think like what my my biggest like hang up is, is that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know for lack of a better word, I, if it's just laziness <laughs> or just like, oh, no, I feel like, hardcore like lack of desire, I guess, because like, there's so many people that I really do love and I do like that I could be spending my time with and I don't, you know, and, yeah. and for me to just be like, well, now I'm going to meet this new person and go like on a date with this person that I don't know and get to know this whole new person when there's like already people in my life that I'm not like paying enough attention to I think that's what I'm kind of struggling with interesting okay and yeah I I see what you're saying but it's also like those people could have reasons for not being like front runners at the moment yeah but maybe you going out with this guy will sort of triggle 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 will trigger (laughs) that social need in you to where you're like all right this feels good I'm gonna get on top of like meeting up with people now that's true because it could be a good excuse for me to like get ready and put makeup on and and, like do things Mm -hmm. like I haven't done in a while and like get excited to go out it's just the yeah I think it's the anticipation like I don't like anticipation I don't like the lead up to things you know I either like it's so do you uh, play I, is what you're trying to tell us do i what <laughs> what did you say foreplay selena i need a little foreplay <laughs> um i either need it to like happen 
like mm-hmm. in the moment or raw dog <laughs> <laughs> or i'm a planner which i guess like is the complete opposite of both of those things i'm like yeah. i don't know i like like, i do like plans but i don't like the anticipation of like waiting to like make those plans happen you know so do you think it would be easier if you guys sort of made like last minute plans if you're like if it was like friday and you're like hey i'm not doing anything tonight do you want to meet up i and like you just sort of planned it all in the same day i think that's kind of more what's working for me now at this point in my life and i maybe that's what i'm struggling with is that like i've always been such a planner and mm-hmm. it worked really well when I had like a nine to five job and I had like a structured schedule. But now that like my schedule is just kind of like I work from home and I work for myself and I take all these like odd jobs that it's easier for me to just like, hey, I have no time or I have a lot of time right now. Like, let's hang out tonight. Like that is yeah. that's so much easier for me now. But I think it's it's me. It's ultimately me. It's like, I don't know. I just. I just feel like I'm rambling now. I know it's me. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna go on the date, and and I'm gonna talk about it. And it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. It's just think I'm, about it as we're doing this for the podcast yeah. and my own entertainment. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna report back. I'm gonna give you like a play by play of exactly what happened. Um, well, he's somebody that like I actually want to have on the podcast, but I don't know him Ooh. very well. Um, okay i honestly my, my I, podcast guest is gonna be a guy too so this is really exciting i love this oh a different guy than kevin I, no 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 not not like in that way oh, okay but like I, there's this one guy i met through tiktok and he's like the funniest he's a short king first of all he's shorter <laughs> than ryan but oh he is God. so funny he's a huge horror nerd and he's like in new york and he's single and he's trying to date so i'm really curious to see what dating is like for him oh yeah because he's different types of things and i'm like i need to know everything about your sex life please yes you met him through tiktok yeah so i followed him because him and his old roommate would just do like these kitchen dance videos and they were (laughs) fucking hilarious and then sean who's the person he Mm -hmm. has a horror podcast it's called mostly horror movies and they're actually under the same podcast company as morbid Oh, okay. So they're like all within that family. Yeah. And he's just so fucking funny. And they had me on for an episode just to sort of like play a game. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, he's such a cool dude and he's so funny. And I'm like, you were perfect for this podcast. And he was like, wait, I'm going to be talking about sex. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Psh, fuck yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> that'll be, yeah, that'll be really great because I feel like we don't talk about enough sex on here. I feel like we talk about sex mm-hmm. more when Kevin's on here or when like all the guys are on here. I know it's because Kevin will like be he's working tonight so he'll be like at the door being like what's she talking about I'm like what bitch butt stuff so. <laughs> it's always butt stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that'll be fun um I really want to try to get a third person on here because yeah we haven't done that yet like recording remotely with a, a third person so let's try that out and see how that works um, yeah that'd be fun yeah so so yeah, so he, the one, the guy that I'm going out with, he's, I want him to be on the podcast because he has a history of, well, I don't want to give too much away because he's going to like tell me, or he's going to tell us like all the stuff that he's um, mm-hmm. done, but and he has, cliffhanger. he has a little history in the porn industry and um, <gasps> he has a very, Whoa. very interesting and morbid job. So okay okay wow i'm so curious (laughs) i know and that's part of why i'm like okay yeah like i'm intrigued to meet this person and um not that like i want to like vet him for the podcast which i mean i guess i kind of am vetting him (laughs) for the podcast Mm -hmm. but i wanted to meet up with him i wanted to see if like he's actually somebody that i do want to have in my life and you know whether that's like on a friend basis or like a friends with benefits basis uh, i think that he might be somebody kind of interesting so I want to talk to him, see uh, see what he's got going on in his life, and then we'll have him on the podcast, and we can ask and then him possibly what he has going on in his pants. Yeah, we don't know. Well, actually, I do know because I received an unsolicited dick pic. And oh no! Yeah, and that's that's kind of why initially I was like, mm, it's kind of okay. like yeah. I was it's like, a bit of a flag. It's funny enough that you say that because just recently on my OF because I do dick ratings and like, I don't even have a specific price. Like a lot of these guys will over tip for a dick rating. 
So this one guy sent me like $15 and he was like, all right, can you rate my dick? And he sent the photo and OF like, it'll block it until you hit like a button and it'll be like, all right, view photo. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm at work. I'll check it later. And his name is just like user blah, 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 blah. So then I open it and it's this guy I know from high school that I made out with like <laughs> way back in the day. I was like, whoa, hello. And he was like way more hung than I ever expected. And I was like thoroughly impressed, but I was just so shocked at the fact that somebody from high school had found my OF and I was like, oh, everybody knows about my OF now. Yeah, that's so funny. Somebody from that I went to high school with recently, um, not recently, I, I always had a suspicion that he had a crush on me. But he was, like, really shy in high school, and he's still really shy now as a man. But yeah. Is it the jock? I, no, it's not the jock. No. He's not shy at all. <laughs> well, actually, no, he is He is shy sexually, but we can't talk about oh. him um, until I get his approval. So okay, okay, okay. Don't talk Sorry. about the Reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's somebody else um, who was actually too shy. He was too shy to ever tell me that he had a crush on me up until sort of recently because he was like i think you knew or he like hinted that he had a crush on me and i was like well we're not like 15 anymore you can straight out be like hey i liked you and i didn't say anything about it but here i am as a man letting you know that i find you very attractive um yeah but he didn't say that he said it in far less words um but what he did do was start sending me um gifts from my amazon wish list and he he isn't one of my only fans subscribers but he was just what still like fuck? yeah so i was like this is really sweet but at the same time it's in my um only fans bio that if you send me a gift of fifty dollars or more i'll send you a free video and fo- and or photos of me like using the thing or wearing the thing whatever nice. you send me um but the, that's the clause is I'll send it to you on my OnlyFans and he's not on my OnlyFans so I was like hmm why aren't you on my OnlyFans because it's nice that you're sending me gifts but you're not reaping the benefits of seeing them on me yeah so yeah so I thought that was a little interesting and strange but that's it could- so weird maybe he's like one of those guys that's like I'll never go on OnlyFans like I'll never pay sex workers and it's like bro it's 2022 <laughs> come on yeah I just like I, I didn't get why i was like it's kind of yeah, weird that's really weird yeah but i mean i appreciate the gifts it's just i was like don't you want to reap the benefits though and like see them yeah. on me i just so for any guys listening to this right now guys or girls or any person that doesn't identify with either like never be ashamed of having a fucking only fans okay like yeah. honestly i'd rather hear that you have an only fans and you're supporting small business then somebody that's like, oh yeah, I just jerk off to Pornhub to really weird porn. <laughs> like, I'd rather hear that you have an OF because I'll yeah. think that you're a distinguished person. Yeah, and I mean, it's I, it's right there in the name, you know, like they are actually fans of us if yeah. they're on our OnlyFans, whereas like, like Pornhub is always going to be there. <laughs> There's always yeah. going to be whatever videos you're into on there but like yeah we're not always gonna be on OnlyFans you're not always gonna get us and you're not always gonna get this version of us on there so get it while you can Mm because it's not always gonna be there yeah get on it while get it while it's hot yeah yeah the more um attention we receive the more views we get on our podcast and on our other platforms the more the prices are gonna like jack up damn fucking right i know my worth yeah exactly (laughs) did you have any topics of discussion i have a whole list of them (laughs) i have a whole list (laughs) but i'm like what should i talk about that's kind of relevant um well i asked you last week on the podcast how you well i mean i guess we could elaborate on this a little bit more i asked you last week on the podcast how you feel about hiring a sex worker and what Mm -hmm. i mean by that is like either an escort or i get are they still called prostitutes <laughs> or i think they're called escorts now escorts escorts yeah yeah just basically somebody that you can hire and be like i want to watch you and my man or i want you to just eat me out while my dude like rams you or something you know like yeah you- like i don't i totally as long as your partner is on board, like that's like if Kevin was on board with it, I think that's something I'd totally be into because we are very, I think our thing is, and it works perfectly for us because we don't necessarily want to bring in a third 
that's somebody we know. Yeah. I think we would rather have like we meet somebody while we're out or in that sense, that would be perfect to just hire a sex worker because I'd be like, hey, now I know what you're doing. I know you know what you're doing. Yeah. And like, you can all just sort of sit there. This is what we're doing and we'll go for it. They can have a glass of wine if they'd like. They can drink on the job. We'll fucking here are our limits. Here's the safe word. Let's go at it. Like that entices me a lot more than being like, oh, hey, best friend. Let's make things a little bit weird, possibly. Yeah. Which in not every situation they're weird, but Kevin and I, I think are very fiery people and I think we also get in our heads a lot so to have somebody be our third that we see on a daily basis I think would freak both of us out and it's not that I distrust him and it's not that he distrusts me it's our own insecurities that we're working through on our own and has nothing to do with each other but I think a sex worker is like the perfect answer to that that's kind of how I feel, and that's that's exactly how I look at it. Um, and and from my own personal experience of hooking up with somebody that was a close friend, it's just it made things really weird. And mm-hmm. not that I regret it, I just I don't think I was in the right headspace for it, and I don't know yeah. that I am in the right headspace for it now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but like if it's if it's a stranger, if it's somebody that I'm not going to see on a daily basis or, you know, um, or on the opposite end of that, if it's somebody that who genuinely thinks like me and they can just be cool and it not be weird or them yeah. have any expectations of um, furthering the relationship, then maybe that could work out. But yeah, I think, I think just to avoid any weirdness, like let it be a professional, <laughs> let it be somebody that you that you don't really know a stranger a one night stand whatever but um but no circling back to specifically sex workers like I think that's kind of cool and and in one of the podcasts I was listening to like um that was one of the topics that they talked about where they were like would you guys ever hire uh, a sex worker and all the people on the podcast were like oh yeah for sure because you know you don't have to deal with the jealousy you don't have to like worry that like oh this woman's gonna take my man or whatever even if you don't care or you're not that type of person she has another man's at home and like she's good to go all right that was fun yeah (laughs) but for me it's like i mean it's the you don't have to think about you having to entertain this person or the small talk or making them feel comfortable not that you're actively making them feel uncomfortable but like typically you know when it's when you're trying to hook up with um another woman and it's like somebody or a guy you know somebody that you know you can't just like jump right into it It, there has to be that foreplay it has to be like a warm-up to it whereas yeah if you hire a professional they show up and they're like i'm here to do a job i know what's to be done and i gotta go i'm not gonna like linger fucking lingers man got two hours (laughs) Let's go provide me with some water mm-hmm. and I'm good to go. Like, let's fucking go at it. I think that's a pretty awesome thing. And I, I don't know, like, I'm just excited to see how society changes in the next like 10 years when it comes to sex workers. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I am like, I mean, I, I love that idea. I just don't like right now. I'm not like, Ooh, I'm going to go hire a sex worker. Cause it's not really like what, um, is, interesting me right I now <laughs> if, i mean if, if even if well actually you know what maybe that is part of it if i could afford it if i could freely like afford a sex worker i think i would just yeah. hire a sex worker but if i was like sitting on my phone i was like hey, want to like hire a third let's yeah. fucking do it like, have money at my fingers i think it'd be a thing but it's like i don't i don't got the cash to just spend i got three cats and a dog yeah. to take care of so but i know i mean like i'm not I'm not looking for like a threesome right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I am interested in is having a sex party. So maybe it's not three. Really? I think it's more. <laughs> I yeah. want I want all the people. <laughs> no. Everybody should <laughs> up. Yeah. Would I, you theme yours? Would you have like a theme to your sex party or just like a good old like leather and lace? Oh sex no, party? I think I think for sure I would theme it and there'd be like snacks and activities and like <laughs> love for me girls like you guys need to snack a hundred percent that's me yeah oh my god i love it i just want to be like a really good host like a madam just like walking around in my robe oh my god you'd be so good at it i know you would be um a couple of my friends like i don't i don't know if they're 
they've been doing it during the pandemic, but they were having sex parties like regularly. Um, I don't know. I think I told you about this. Like, and it's funny because like I had talked to them a while back about it and I was like, oh, you guys should have sex parties. And they're like, yeah, maybe. And then um, I didn't talk to them or we just like weren't in touch for like a handful of years. And then when we got in touch again, I found out that they had been doing sex parties and not only sex parties, they were doing them on like taco Tuesday. So they'd have like taco night and then, then everybody would like get freaky. And I'm like, what the fuck dude? Like why were, oh why God. wasn't I invited? This was my idea. But then how, the, <laughs> dare you? how dare you? But then the pandemic happened and um, I talked to them recently and they were like, yeah, we hadn't, they hadn't done it in a while. So but I want to talk to them and just get some insight on like how they structured yeah. things and how it went for them. And, and just cause like, I am curious on, on like how to go about hosting my own. I'm also yeah. like, I, maybe I have too much stuff in my house. Maybe I got to get rid of stuff. <laughs> like True. Maybe like just put rooms off limits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just so like people can't get in there. Like, obviously I would think that you would invite people you trust, but just in the off chance that yeah. somebody decides shithead well and that's the thing too it's like i don't i don't know if it would be a good idea to invite like my normie friends you know people that like i don't know if that are if they're into this stuff and i have very few kinky friends that i'm like yeah. like who would i even invite <laughs> like i don't even know yeah. i just like the idea of having one i just like i i talked about it in the last podcast with you like i want to just go to more parties and just be more involved in the kink environment so I can actually make those yeah. connections and get to know people because right now I, I know nobody I know like a handful of sex workers but they're like professionals and they're always busy and they have no time for my little games and my little parties <laughs> my little games <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny you say that because Tampa has a huge kink con oh that's awesome fetish con in Tampa let me see if they're doing it but Tampa like has a known one because they have a huge gay community and they just seem to go hand in hand. I'm not saying every gay person is kinky. Yeah. And vice versa. <laughs> I would fly out there for that. Ryan would do that with me. Right? Yeah, for That'd sure. Super fun. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go since I heard about it. Yeah. I think I like uh, the thing with those things is I think I would get like too horny. Like I, I don't want to go. I, like it's so it's like going to like an ice cream museum and not being able to eat ice cream you know like if I go yeah. to a kink con I want to be able to like do weird stuff and maybe like there's like a little area set up for like people to like that's that's the kink con in my brain I know maybe that's not like yeah you know, I think they legally. have it where, like where they have like the daytime kink con so it's like you can get your toys and stuff like huh. that but then I think they have like nighttime parties. Yeah. And they have like sex parties and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Which uh, well, yeah. is for like, Kevin and I are very like, what's it called when you're just like one person to one person? Monogamous? Uh, monogamous, yeah. Yeah. We're very monogamous, but I think I would love to be in that setting to where like I can enjoy it with Kevin and get turned on by other people. Oh, yeah. But then put all that energy towards Kevin. Yeah. I think he'd be like, whoa like you're a sex demon kind of thing and that's fine I think that's just like a form of your voyeurism you know and you can use it as like uh porn in real life essentially yeah pretty much yeah that's kind of how I am too we've never watched porn together you might be the type of person that just like it might not do it for you you might need real life you know interaction because for me it's like Put on a show. Like, I think I would enjoy being one of the people that's like, yeah. some people are like, oh shit, what's going on over here? Yeah. Like, I was a theater kid. So I feel like that <laughs> crossed over into my sex life. Yeah. That's kind of how I am too. Like, it's so, it's weird to me to like put on a sexy costume and do like a sexy dance and like be alone. But if I'm like, if I'm on a team or if I like got like people with yeah. me, you know, like I'll do the fucking damn thing. But yeah. and same thing like with porn, like I just performing with my partner and like watching porn. I'm like, I know what I like by myself, but like to do it with somebody else, it's weird. But mm-hmm. if we're like immersed in this setting where everybody is like fucking and or just like stuff is going on, then like it's porn, it's porn in real life for me. And I, I feel like I'm a yeah. little more immersed in this environment as opposed to like, how is she going to react to the watching this porn kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely, like, a lot of my porn is orgies, but it's all, like, women orgies, mm, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah. I don't know. I think that's just because I'm not attracted to any of the men in porn. Like, the way that men, like, a man and woman relationship are portrayed in porn is just, like, eh, like, doesn't do shit for me. Yeah. Like, I'll either watch guy on guy or I'll watch girl on girl and there's really no in between. <laughs> I think you're, yeah, you're kind of into, like, what I'm into. Like, I like, like, yeah. 70s orgies <laughs> oh, yes. I, well, I live for that shit holy yeah. fuck I love it I just watched a tiktok and it was about how like at the beginning of like this like six women orgy but what they do is they talk through like what's what they like what they're not okay yes. with what word is and I was like this is fucking awesome yeah. I love this yeah that's great I mean that's there's yeah. a lot of like there's a lot of like on the border i guess <laughs> i guess they can be considered orgies but like sex classes or sex like um what do you call them like seminars and stuff yeah we're like you know there'll be like an instructor and she'll show you how to masturbate and stuff which i mean it's essentially like you know you're all like getting off together but i guess it's just like it's whatever headspace you're in so if you're like in, yeah like oh this is a teaching class it's not really like we're all jacking off together but whereas, like, if you were, you know, at, like, one of those Florida cons and you were at a party later and you were all doing the same thing that they were doing the seminar, but it's a different setting. It's like, oh, no, yeah. we're, we're all jacking off together. There's no, no there's no class. Yeah, we're good. We can go. There's yeah. no awkwardness here now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so interesting. I love it all, though. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think, like, as I'm getting older, it's just, like, I'm learning more stuff. I'm just, like ooh, this is interesting. Like, I want to try this. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. No, definitely. And it also helps that, like, you and Ryan are just such a good relationship, and I feel like me and Kevin are just definitely getting more and more comfortable with each other. That, like, it's nice to just not feel shamed by yeah. what you like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I... Did I tell you that one of my exes made me cry because he found porn on my computer one time? Yeah, oh my god, it was so... Are you kidding me? No, I was like, it was... God, how old was I? I think it was maybe, like, in my early 20s? I think it was, like, 20. Maybe 19. Um, But I was, like, with this dude, and he... I don't even know why he was on my computer, but he had, like, come to pick me up, because I think I was still, like, living at my, my mom's place. And I think I was in the shower, and he was on my computer, and he was, like we were we got in his car we drove off and then he he brought it up like when we weren't at my house and he was like so I was on your computer and I immediately like froze because I at the time I was like I'd always like delete my um browsing history like after I was done yeah. and I just didn't because I was like well it's my computer like whatever and he was like so I was on your computer and I immediately like tensed up and I was like oh I know what he's gonna fucking say and he was like and I, I found some porn on there and like I was just wondering why you were watching that and he was just like questioning it and I like his questions just kept making me feel uncomfortable because I was like like first of all like why would you even bring this up and like second of all like it's not your fucking business and why are you making me uncomfortable about it and he was just like getting upset and I like I just like started crying because I was like getting I was like I don't know like he got me he got me so uncomfortable to the point where I was just like instead of just being like yeah I was watching porn I just like denied it and I was like, yeah. I just kept going like, well, I don't know. Because yeah, he was just like shaming me and like making me feel bad. And was like, why do you need that? And like, and this fucking asshole watches porn himself too. So I'm like, why am why are you making me feel bad? Yeah, I would have been like, bitch, pull up your browser history. Yeah. The conversation would have changed real fucking fast. But I mean, like, we eventually broke up, obviously, but he ended up just being like really emotionally and physically abusive. And, and now yeah. like in retrospect, I think like maybe he just felt really insecure after finding it and was like, why does she need this? Like, why can't she just have sex with me? Just felt like I was in trouble when he found it. And I, I just remember hating that feeling and feeling so much shame and like scared. Yeah. I was like scared to like go back on Pornhub or like whatever the hell I was on at the time, like for so long after that. It was so shitty. I don't know. It's it's the kettle calling the pot black kind of situ- situation. It's like, don't call somebody out on their porn when you wouldn't let them on your browser history. Yeah, totally. That's the difference. Yeah, and it's so, f- it's funny because, like, I know he was into some crazy shit. Like, he just, 
started getting into like really crazy fetishes because he was essentially like you know raped and or molested by this woman when he was eight years oh old my God. yeah we're so... lucky to be a serial killer <laughs> well <What> we know <laughs> of. yeah so Whoa. yeah so he just like had his own fucked up shit growing up and just like and he didn't even think that was like a bad thing or that was a weird thing that happened to him but i was like like i heard that and i was like what but i didn't judge him I for it I but. yeah I I didn't judge him for it I felt bad because I was like well he was a child like what did he know uh but yeah. then he was gonna fucking judge me for watching some I don't even know what the hell I was watching backdoor sluts nine on my yeah. fucking computer yeah oh my god that's wild it's just so crazy to think of how we handled things when we were younger versus now I think it's just safe to say to, like, anybody listening, once you reach a certain age, you just stop giving a fuck. Totally. You're like, you know, it's weird. Let's just fucking be weird. Yeah. It's just, like, I can't, I don't have the energy to to fight it anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this like, is who I am. I I'm, I'm not, I like <laughs> I'm not trying to make any more friends. If you like me like this, then, hey, I guess it's a fucking win-win, but I'm not trying to yeah. impress anybody anymore. <laughs> That's my thing is, like, I think I prefer keeping a small circle because when I'm friends with somebody, I give my all. Yeah. So it's nice for me to keep a small circle and be able to have, like, these conversations with you and, like, a couple of my other friends and just not feel fucking weird about what I'm about to say or, like, worry about, like, girls talking behind my back or some shit like that. And I can just be like, this is what it is, dude. Like, take it or leave it. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I want to end this with some tips because I really liked – the tips that we gave out the last time, yeah. you know, when you say just the tip, <laughs> just the tip. So it's just time for just the tip and Woo! I'll give you, I have a, just the tip for you this week. Um, and if you have one for us, you can give us yours. Okay. My just the tip is to clean your home before your date comes over or just be a good host in general. So treat your home like it's a hotel. And that means yes. leaving it, leaving good impression, putting out snacks, putting out water bottles, putting out condoms, clean your shower, leave fresh towels, those little booty wipes, all the stuff, everything that you would want a hotel to leave out for you, leave out for your date when you bring in somebody over to your house or somebody new to your house for the first time. Even if sex is maybe not on the table, it could be. Who's to say? Yeah, you never know. And you want to be safe about it. Yeah, exactly. So that's, um, and, and, and also like when you're about to go on a date night too, even if like you're with somebody for a long time, like me, I'm married and I still do date night, but I, I thought about this the other night cause we went and we did date night and I was like, I got to clean the house a little bit because when we get home, I'm not trying to like set up candles and put out condoms yeah. and toys and all the shit. I want that all done so it's like ready for when we get back it's just like ready to go you know because that'll totally kill the mood if you have to be like hold on just give me 20 minutes so i can like go clean myself or prepare things like nobody wants to fucking wait i'm already on my way home i totally agree with that that is that's actually one of the big things that got me with kevin is he was so clean like he'd be like oh i'm just gonna sweep real quick or like once we got into it like really comfortable he'd be like yeah i'm just gonna sweep and mop while you hang out and i'm like the fuck is happening but his place was always clean love that like especially in the bathroom my biggest pet peeve with this with men is when you go over and they have like fucking beard trimmings and like cubes. <laughs> like i hate a hairy bathroom and kevin never had that and i was so thoroughly impressed but to piggyback off of kind of like setting up the most positive you experience you can have with mm-hmm. like if you are gonna sleep with someone is throughout the date, make sure that you and your partner are consistently hydrating. Oh, yes. That is one of my biggest things that I run into with an issue is I think a lot of people think that like, oh, if I do it right, you'll come. And it's like, no, if I'm dehydrated, I physically cannot come. Yeah. Like I know I don't produce, like I can't squirt yet, (laughs) but I can't like, my body will not get to that level of enjoyment to where I can come because I am so dehydrated and my pussy is just like no like feed me water not dick and that's what it comes down to and even with guys too like you perform so much better when there's water 
in your system. And that is one of my biggest things. Yeah, totally. And, And like, I mean, I can't even count how many times I've had to stop during sex because I needed water. And I was just like, yeah, hold on. Just give me like a second. I just need water. <laughs> so yep. yeah, definitely chug water before you have sex. It's okay. If yeah. you feel like you have to pee, you have to pee after sex anyways, just fucking yeah. stay hydrated. I, that is a great exactly. point. Yeah. I totally. totally agree. And even if like, like you said, how you drink water in the middle of sex, like mm-hmm. let it drip on them. Like just fucking hydrate yourself no matter what. Yeah. Cause you're going to need it later on, whether it's in that moment or later on, you need water. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I like that. Good one. Thank you. It's sometimes <laughs> it's the simplest things that you forget yeah. about. Oh, totally. Well, that's well. That's what this end segment is for. Just a mm-hmm. just a couple of reminders. You know, like those little candy bars and like things you see at the checkout stand. That's what these are. Just the tip. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> that's such a cute comparison. <laughs> well, in closing, I guess we could say thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again and again and again. That sounds kinky. Is that hardcore? Martians diddling the women of the universe. Intergalactic swingers.